Welcome to another week of Ghost in the Scene, the only ghost-friendly podcast, and it's also Audio Sage. I'm with my co-host Rob. How's it going, Rob? Guys, folks, ladies, gents, non-conformings, these, we saw God this past weekend. And you saw God, most likely, because the number one movie in the in the land it seems coming in is godzilla 2 and i'm not sure if you've seen this movie or not but if you Mm -hmm. had you saw god i mean even if you saw the posters or any of the trailers you definitely got a sneak preview of god which any amount of god is god so you saw it i i was terrified you know i never really understood the uh you know, early Bible readings where they say you should fear God and, you know, I'm a God-fearing person, but I get it. If if God was screaming at, you know, as loud as Godzilla screamed in, in this, these movies, I'd be very afraid of him or, or her or them. I'm not sure what God is. They don't really talk about Godzilla's sexuality in, in the movies, which I think is detrimental to the world building because... You know, Godzilla could be a mommy and could have Godzilla babies. They don't mention that. And I just wanted to kind of talk about this this movie just from a, a perspective of spiritualism. Because we are a spiritual podcast. And Godzilla is supposed to be the god of humans. But it's it's a giant lizard. So do you think there's an alien twist to this? Because the lizard god or is or is it something like is godzilla being a lizard have nothing to do with the fact that he's god i'm not really sure well i think it's more to the idea of realms and dimensions you know there's spiritual realms and dimensions that we all cross through but there's also physical portals as well and you know godzilla wouldn't be the first giant lizard to roam these lands we there are fossil records of large lizard-like creatures Mm. you know maybe not perhaps at the time where you and i have been walking around i mean let's let's not let's not say that because maybe maybe we were walking around we just might not remember i mean who's to say that they're not walking around with us right now you know i don't think the 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 idea of spiritual dinosaurs i don't think is something that is explained much they've obviously walked on this earth so obviously there must be dinosaur ghosts of course and 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 we've talked about this in jurassic world um the fact that we we still use the spirits of dinosaurs to power our motors and all of the exhaust like imagine that is the essence of a dinosaur and we're pumping that into the atmosphere so all of the, uh, well, well, I, I guess you say the atoms are coalescing mm-hmm. above us uh, in the forms of clouds, 
So this is cloud dinosaur activity. It's almost like we're reanimating the spirit of dinosaurs above us. And we're calling it, and this is in quotations, global warming, right? In reality, what's happening is there's a bunch of dinosaurs floating around in the sky. And they're kind of being born up there. And at some point, it's going to start raining dinosaurs. And I'm, I'm not making a prediction. Haunting, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm not sure what year this is going to happen, but uh, rest assured, it is going to happen. There, there will be um, a rainy season where you're going to have a bunch of ghosts of dinosaurs being born everywhere. So look forward to that if, if you like dinosaurs. And, um, you know, I think brontosauruses are pretty large, so... Be careful. Yeah, make make space early for 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 this event because uh, there's going to be a lot of a lot of movement, a lot of activity. You don't want to get stomped. There's actually something about the T Rex which um, kind of interests me because we were talking about the king of monsters, right? Uh, T Rex, Tyrannosaurus Rex, is supposed to be the king of the dinosaurs. So. This could be like a mandala effect. Godzilla could be alternate reality T-Rex. And this is like almost like Godzilla could be the alternate reality Jurassic World. Because it's basically the same premise, just in a much larger scale. Instead of an island, it's the Earth. Instead of dinosaurs, they call them titans, but they're basically just old dinosaurs. It's uh, it's an interesting idea when when we're looking at Chris uh, Pratt is not in this movie is not in Godzilla and it makes me wonder if he was CGI'd out of this movie because he was in all of the Jurassic World movies he must be involved in this movie so I'm I'm looking at maybe Rodan the uh, the, the flying one or Ghidorah Chris Pratt could easily be either of those characters. Um, we just had to look for a signature smile in, in the second viewing. So let's uh, let's get past Godzilla. I know that um, it's a very important moment in all of our lives when we meet God, but um, it was a lot of it was a lot of violence. I don't know if if you like seeing God, um, you know, bite the head off of his enemy, but that's not something that I I like. I like God, you know, holding me in the palm of his hand. And caressing me and, you know, giving me free stuff, free college and stuff like that whenever I ask for it. God, Godzilla, when he's, you know, swimming under under the sea and he's, you know, eating nuclear waste, that's not the God that I like. So let's get past that. I wanted to talk about something uh, a little political. I, we, we get political every now and then on this uh, channel. And let's just say that politics continues to bleed into our our sphere of knowledge um some something about spiritual politics at this time it's at a heightened level so rob um, ha have you been following what's been going on with robert Mueller? i have um and it's been quite the show um you know it's almost if you look at the ratings this is the biggest tv show in the country right now the biggest reality show on on earth you know and 
and it's very dramatic as well. You know, the way that they walk out and they give their testimonials, you know, mm -hmm. I, and it was really interesting to see Robert Mueller to give his final rose at his final rose ceremony. Wow. It, when you say it's it that very way, moving. yeah, tears, obviously tears from the crowd and audible gasps when he said the, the, the name of the one he chose, but it was very interesting to see that he decided to resign. He's, he's he just walk away from it all. Yeah, he gave the rose to no one. He stepped down. And if if you think about it, he, he, it's history repeating itself. We all have roles that we have to leave at, at some point, right? Whether it is being um, a child and you have to leave that role to become an adult, whether it is, you know, being a, a certain, you know, a nationality and then immigrating and then, you know, assimilating and changing your nationality. There's a lot of roles that we leave behind. And there's some that we can't. And this episode is kind of going to be about the roles that we leave behind and the ones that some people just can't leave behind. And so Robert Mueller, or as his actual name is pronounced, Mueller, Robert Mueller had a day off and he's taken a lot of days off and they even made a movie about his first day off in uh, Hollywood. Of course, this is a movie, a 1986 movie they made about him. They had to change the first name because there's just too many Roberts and, you know, so they, they used his mother's maiden name. And it's called Ferris Mueller, but they changed it, of course. So Ferris Bueller, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. So, and of course, this is obviously Robert Mueller pursuing his legal career was very, had a very keen sense of this, even at a younger age, and made sure not to use his real name when dealing with Hollywood. Because that's when you're using your real name there, you're trapped within their, within their game. Yeah, so they, they would own this, him. Exactly. The, the problem when you use your real name, and, and this is something that we're going to talk about in a, in a later uh, movie, but you become a part of that property, right? You, you okay. sign your name off to that property, and it's a wager that if the movie does well, it's almost like a symbiotic relationship. It gains energy, and you gain energy. But there comes a moment when it starts to take up more energy than you ha necessarily have on your person. And so that kind of succubus will start to suck you dry until you no longer have the energy and all of it is left in the movie because you've given your name to the movie. So we got to be careful when we, we use our names. Um, that's why... I have not used my real name. Everyone calls me Geo, and, and I'm glad they do. But that's not my real name, and, and you'll never get my real name. It's like Rumpelstiltskin, and the fact that we all know his name is a tragedy to his ethos because he never wanted anybody to know, and that's all we know about him, which is kind of really sad. So Robert Mueller goes and has his first day off when he's a teenager. And it's so epic. 
that they make it into a movie. And it's full of symbolism. It's full of um, very interesting kind of uh, ethical problems that he has to deal with. He impersonates somebody. He, you know, he goes to a baseball game. He's on a parade. They're celebrating him. I mean, it is a very, I would also say a spiritual movie. And, you know, they talk about um, Cameron, his best friend. I'm not sure if we've ever mentioned this movie before, but, you know, they say that Cameron is a ghost or he's imagining all of this in, in the movie. There's a lot of different theories that film critics have put on this movie that, I mean, we're, we haven't mm -hmm. even scratched the surface with Ferris Bueller's Day Off. But no one talks about how it's a documentary about Robert Mueller and his day off. Like they're they're hiding it in plain sight that this man has been a part of the pop culture since the eighties. And I think it's important to show that this sort of important switch around that happens because everyone talks about how in the film Ferris Bueller doesn't exist. Um, but although we do, all we need, need to know to disprove that is that this is a documentary about. Robert Mueller, you just change this the scope of what you're how you're watching the movie, and then suddenly everything starts to click into place. Um, but what they're not telling you, the reason why they want you to think that one thing is fake is because it's actually covering up the real cover up, the fact that it's not Ferris Bueller that doesn't exist, but the man you think he plays, Matthew Broderick. Now, this is something that took us a while to fully understand. Um, we had to look at this from a lot of different perspectives, but I think we got a handle on who is who in this story. So let's let's walk you through this, people, because uh, this is not going to be an easy one to uh, follow. So we have in in history, Ferris Bueller's Day Off is starring Matthew Broderick. Um, we've all seen him. We've all seen the movies he's in, right? And from what I can tell, everyone seems to be on board that this guy is real. Um, why, why are we saying that he's not? Here, here we go. So if we look at who plays Robert Mueller in most of the appearances that he's ever uh, been on TV, it seems to be one person. And it, it's somebody that he hand-picked. This is uh, somebody that he chose because they have the same name. And Rob, you, you understand, because your name is Rob, that people who have the same Definitely. name, they have a spiritual connection to each other. Um, a, li a likeness that it's almost like you could understand how it is to walk in their shoes. And so he chose to be his actor, the, the person that acts his life, Robert De Niro. And you've seen him act um, in SNL as Robert Mueller um, in this past year. So we have him acting with uh, Alec Baldwin and Stephen Baldwin. I mean, this is obviously connected to us because we've been covering this for a, a very long time. I mean, and it's all connected and it always has been connected. And I think that's the point that we're really trying to drive home here is that these realms are all things and spheres that are interlinked intimately at this point. And there's no separating. Whenever you talk about movies, even like a film that like Godzilla, 
you actually end up have to talk about Robert Mueller and, you know, and Chris the Pratt. political sphere at the same time. And Chris Pratt. It's, you know, it's inevitable to talk about Chris Pratt when you're talking about Godzilla. And it's inevitable to talk about Robert De Niro when you're talking about Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Because he is the real Ferris Bueller, a.k.a. Robert Mueller, a.k.a. Robert Mueller, as we know him. And it, it makes sense that he would be doing this because continuity is a very important thing for Robert De Niro. He is a very detailed actor. He is a method actor. He enters a role and he lives in the role. And the, the countless movies that we can talk about he's been in and brushes with ghosts that he's had. You know, Cape Fear was a movie that he did. And Cape Fear is a location that we talked about where they dumped ghosts in Wilmington. So he's been all across the globe touching and brushing ghosts. And here we have him in a movie in the 1980s. I believe you said 1986, Rob? Ferris Bueller's uh, Day came out? His day off? That's, yeah, that's when he had his day off in 1986. I mean, look at the significance of that number, right? Infinity 6. That's 86, basically. On June 11th. 6-11. That's 6 and 2 ones. That's 8 as well. Double infinity. 6. Interesting. So we have Robert Mueller taking a day off and Robert De Niro acting as him. As a, it's a young Robert De Niro. That's why he looks so different. But they had to make this fake Matthew Broderick. And I, and this is kind of the, this is where I'm, I'm curious. Why do you think they made Matthew Broderick? Because he is apparently married to somebody. He has kids. This is a, a PR company, right? A publicist dream. They've created. A fake person, but they've done it over the course of the span of 57 years. So who is doing this? I'm obviously it's Hollywood, but my question is why? And I'm not sure if we have the answer for that. Let's let, let's open this up this this dialogue and and really try to understand wh why do we think Matthew Broderick was created in the first place? I think you have to go to the source here. I think this obviously has to do with John Hughes would have to at least be knowledgeable and sign on. This was his project. This is a known John Hughes film. Um, of you know, is he working alone? Is he working with the studio? Uh, there's a lot to uncover here. These kind of cases, are, this is, you know, one of the largest secrets out there in Hollywood. Can you imagine if any of these details got out to the public. So this is, you know, we've been holding off on talking about this for some time because, you know, it's all redacted, you know, uh, mm -hmm. you know, some reports are pretty full and lengthy and have details that you can go in and are very helpful to see the whole scope of evidence. This is another case where it is all black bars and maybe you get uh, and uh, this party, uh, mm -hmm. it's impossible to follow. But I think at the same time, when you look at the results and you see what's out there, you know, it's enough to, to get started. And, uh, you know, part of it is putting it out there, you know, we, making the resources. If 
we know there's people listening there as well that may have some more information. So, mm -hmm. and you go out there, talk to your uh, barista, talk to your bus driver, talk to your doctor or, or your teacher, you know, um, maybe they have heard of this too. Yeah. If maybe they know that Matthew Broderick is also fake and, and you could type a really good conversation about that. And you said a couple things that really, that really charged me up, Rob, because it's, it's very interesting, uh, about, you know, John Hughes, because, uh, he is deceased, which means, uh, he is a ghost. So whatever plans he had as a man, um, have either been completed or abandoned and he is either continuing them or starting a new life as a ghost. My guess was in the 1980s, he created or helped create Matthew Broderick in order to help Robert Mueller keep his identity safe. Mm, right. Now, when it comes to his involvement now, I think Robert De Niro, a.k.a. You know, Robert Mueller, together, because they, they are a duo... It's like if, if you've seen the trailer for the uh, Quentin Tarantino movie, the Once Upon a Time in uh, Hollywood or Los Angeles, you know, the symbiotic relationship between a stuntman and the actor, they're, they're best friends. So Robert Mueller and Robert De Niro, obviously they're pals. They have some kind of beneficiary or uh, symbiotic relationship when it comes to uh, releasing all of the evidence um, in, in piecemeal or like the way, that, you know, we talk about the Mueller report. So Robert De Niro, he needs more acting material, the screenplay, which is basically the Mueller report. Robert Mueller, of course, uh, he is a very detail-oriented person as well. He wants to finish the screenplay the way that he liked. And I think the ghost of John Hughes has been helping Robert Mueller finish this report it's because it, the thing is it's not called the john hughes report it's called the the Mueller report right so he's getting this help from from a ghost to finish finish this screenplay or, or i'm not sure what you want to call it but robert de niro and this is kind of the news that broke the other day you know robert de niro goes on and kind of breaks character and says oh you know i've been playing he admits literally admits it on on camera, I've been playing Robert Mueller. I play him on SNL. I've played him before. And he kind of goes against his friend and says that he thinks that he should testify, X, Y, and Z. He kind of throws him under the bus. So we're at a new inflection point in, in American history where Robert Mueller is having his second day off. Now, does that mean that the Mueller report is the sequel to Ferris Bueller's Day Off? I'm not sure. It could it be the John Hughes movie that was never made? I think so. And will it still star Robert De Niro? Yeah, and Judd Hirsch, Emilio, the Brat Pack has to get back for this one, I think. And I, you know, I'm not saying that none of them are doing anything, but. All I'm saying is Ali Sheedy can absolutely get a role, and she could be Kellyanne Conway. You know, I mean, let's let's go down the list of, of, of some of the Brad Packs and see who would fit the best. Obviously, Rob Lowe is Michael Flynn. Um, I'm going to say 
Um, I don't think Pauly Shore was part of the Brat Pack, but he could definitely be Steve Mnookin. I'm going to say Rosie now, O'Donnell. She's in there somewhere. Maybe as Hope Hicks. Absolutely. But think about also repercussions of then you're then creating those symbiotic relationships, right? You're, you're furthering your, your, the expansion. Oh, my God. Changing all these people into these sort of power couple dynamics. Yeah. Forever linking them. Almost creating a new hybrid people. And 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 this is this is very interesting, okay? Because I I and I apologize for for making those those pairings. I I, I truly apologize. I was not thinking uh, clearly. Yes, I mean we are making this this issue where when you pair up an actor with a real life person, and you give them the chance to kind of even associate with each other, and you know when you have actors that study the real life person while they're alive i think there's a danger it, it, it it's almost like like i was saying it's a vampiric danger your the energy transfers from the person to the actor and the actor is able to play the character when when it's a dead person it's simple you do a ouija board you have a little séance bada bing bada boom you get the ghost in the room and you know you do a binding a spell, and they're they're bound to you. And you can just that's what Rami Malek did for Bohemian Rhapsody. He just bound Freddie Mercury's soul into his body through magic. When specifically in the teeth, exactly in the dentures. And so when we have a live person and a live actor, and they have to kind of do the same thing, unless you're gonna kill somebody do it to their ghost and then resurrect them which i'm sure has happened a couple times it's 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 a lot of it's a lot of you know refrigeration costs to keep the body cold and it's a lot of that kind of stuff it is expensive so there is a danger when it comes to robert muller being alive and robert de niro playing him and you know rosie o'donnell as hope hicks hope hicks would get probably migraines from being around rosie for too long because Rosie's, you know, she would just take up all of Hope Hicks's, you know, mojo. I'm not sure what you want to call it. And we have evidence of this actually happening in other movies. So the premiere movie that came out in 2001, this was a huge hit, huge success. Uh, it was a movie starring Will Smith, and it's called Ali. And... It's uh, it's about boxing. Do you know who Muhammad Ali is? Cassius only, Clay, only the one of the, the greatest prize fighter to to live, arguably, if not definitely. Right. And uh, civil rights activist, a, a true hero. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and conscientious sure objector. Conscious, it's, uh, yeah. True. Um, he nation of Islam and all of, and all of that and all of that. Yeah, yes. so spiritual person to say not, to say the least. Absolutely, and he was up there boxing, and people were chanting his name. He changed his name, and you know we we've all talked about in you know in this uh, show about how when you change your name, it's it's almost like you're giving yourself a new title to be worshipped as, right, and. This Muhammad Ali, 
character that he kind of grows into, they make a movie about him too. And Will Smith, and he's in Aladdin, so that's the number two movie, I believe, that's that's coming out this week. So Will Smith is still in the game, you know, still rope-a-doping the entire uh, world. And yet Muhammad Ali is, is, is dead. He's dead in the ground, and he's been dead for about three years. And we were having a little argument before, um, and so let's let's open this up a little bit, Rob. I believe that, and and this might sound crass, and this might sound provocative, guys. So I'll 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 start off by saying allegedly, I I uh, believe allegedly that Ali the movie killed Ali the boxer. That's that's my opinion. If you think about it, you know. They were both alive when they when they made this movie, and if you see the success that Will Smith has had post this movie, and of the sad decline of Muhammad Ali, I think it's pretty scientifically clear that this movie was the uh, the cause of Muhammad Ali's death. I mean, and I don't know if I would say completely. I would agree because of. Muhammad Ali's struggles of Parkinson's, you know, that's a disease that's debilitating and, uh, you know, really wears down on a person. And it's actually, I believe to that it was a miracle that he was able to pursue and persevere and live as long as he did, despite, uh, the Parkinson's and perhaps the success of the film also gave him the ability to live just a little bit longer. I mean, I think it's not an exact science. Um, you know, I, I think we have to look at a larger body of evidence to say definitively, you know, if, is there benefits? Are there negatives? Could a per, could something happen where the person, you know, is, are they actually, uh, you know, could they live forever? You know? Interesting. And actually, I'm really glad that we're having this conversation now, Rob, because we're actually having this play out in real life as we speak, because I believe the number three movie is Rocket Man, um, starring Taron Egerton, the guy from uh, some spy movies or something. And it's about um, the Rocket Man himself. Uh, and he's still alive. Elton John is is literally living and breathing. He watched the movie. He reviewed it and stuff. So we're going to see this play out in in our lifetime. You know, I mean, obviously, Muhammad Ali only died three years ago, but we weren't talking about it then. So we're going to see from the start of this movie to maybe the end of eternity to see if Elton John lives forever, or we're going to see what year he passes and we're going to be able to gauge how much the movie had an impact on his lifespan. So we're, we're on a watch now, guys. This is a, the Elton John watch, a new segment from uh, Ghost in the Scene. We are going to be following the life and times of Elton, Sir Elton John, and making sure that his health is, is up to snuff and you know, making sure he's eating his vegetables five servings a day. And uh, as long as he's on that track, he could live forever through the uh, influence and power of this movie, Rocket Man. I mean, it all depends on how well the film 
ends up doing in the long run as well. Um, I don't know, you know, obviously it couldn't compare to God mm -mm. this weekend. So God is number one. So I think it's all the more important that we get Elton his uh, juice press because we don't want this to uh, end up also having a negative effect on his health. Um, this is serious stuff. I think we could also look out for Mark Zuckerberg as well and the energy that Jesse Eisenberg has taken from him. Oh, uh, oh. you know, there, there are obviously not, this is just a small sampling. There are many examples that we can go into and we'll explore more in the future as we are on watch now. Wow. That, that gave me a chill down my spine because I, it just opened up the door to so many other actors who have played people's roles and it just, this is going to be a quick, quick one, guys. Depp Step. Boom. There it is. Guys, Johnny Depp played Hunter S. Thompson. Hunter S. Thompson died after the movie was made. There's a whole story about how Johnny Depp literally goes into the basement of Hunter S. Thompson and lives there for a month. And then comes out and plays him in a movie. Now, he must have been you know, licking the walls to, to, to get, you know, the musk. And he must've been, you know, getting all the hairs and planting them on his head off the floor. I'm not sure what he did seances, rituals, but Hunter Thompson is dead. And I'm not saying Johnny Depp did anything. Well, actually, no, that's, that's exactly what we're saying. That's exactly what we're, that's saying. Exactly what we're saying. He did do something. So, and also, uh, I'm glad that we're in a depth step because I, I didn't have a chance to, to mention this. I watched this, uh, this clip on YouTube about uh, Kevin Smith. Uh, we talked about Kevin Smith in Dogma in uh, our very first um, episode on the podcast, uh, if you guys want to listen to that one. So I didn't know this, but Johnny Depp was in a Kevin Smith movie. He was in the, the Walrus movie called Tusk, and he did it for free. He wore a prosthetic, and apparently he texts very old. And, and okay, so I'm, I'm going to insert the clip right here, and you guys are going to be able to hear Kevin Smith's words. And I want you to pay attention to how he describes how old-sounding Johnny Depp is, because... It really kind of uh, gives us more, uh, what do you call it, like bravado when we talk about the fact that he's as old as time. So you're going to hear exactly what we mean. So uh, here's the clip. So I figured he clicked on it. It was like, walrus movie, fuck this. <laughs> but he wrote back. Suddenly I saw those three dots and I was like, <gasps> like he was writing oh, back. My God. And so uh, he's an awesome fucking texter. I was talking before about getting into a texting <laughs> relationship with 15-year-old girls. If you can't get into a texting relationship with a 15-year-old girl, get into a texting relationship with Johnny Depp. <laughs> he is an exquisite texter. No emojis? No emojis, no okay. hieroglyphics. Good. This motherfucker writes words, big person words and shit. <laughs> and elegant words as well. Like, I'll never forget what he wrote back. He wrote back, you know, I'm watching the dots and suddenly it comes up. He writes, fascinating. This sounds like something I would care to swim around and can, can color me intrigued. Wow. And I was like, oh my God, it's like getting a text from Lord Byron, man. It's, 
And I was breathless, dude, because again, the only reason I do what I do is actors. And this is a motherfucker who I've been watching. I remember the day we sat down to watch 21 Jump Street the first time. I was like, that's the guy from fucking the Freddy Krueger movie and shit like that. <laughs> this dude I've been watching my whole life. And he's the best of the best. He's fuck If there's a Mount Rushmore of acting, his fucking face is up there. Wow. So there you have it, guys. He knows just as well as we do. This is a man out of time, out of place. He's as old as the universe. Mm-hmm. And there is no Lord Byron. It's John. Yeah. And he just gave it away. He just he just called him by his old name. He dead named Johnny Depp. And I don't I don't know if uh you guys know he was Johnny Depp was in a movie called Dead Man. That's almost like mm-hmm. dead name. So another kind of connection that we have to make. Right. That's an interesting reversed effect too of uh you know, we're talking about people playing living characters. It's Johnny is these personas that have died in that sort of mm-hmm. longer spiritual he- sort of uh, energy that that creates as, you know, obviously ensures that Johnny is eternal. He's just a part of the fabric of the universe. And what scares me is that he might be part of the fabric of every universe of the multiverse. That's something that we we can get in, into at, at a later episode. So uh, that ends the end of uh, Depth Step, and we're we're back into the regular episode. So this conversation about imposters, uh, doppelgangers, people who play real people, I think it's something that we're going to have to really get into as as an entire concept. Um, th- this is larger than just one episode, larger than just one person. Uh, it's going to be a lot of uh, effort of studying and researching, but um, I think we're the best suited team for for this task. I, I don't I don't know anybody else that could do it better than us, Rob. So I'm looking forward and to. It's because we got the support of the street team as well. We got the people crunching the numbers in the background. Mm-hmm. You know, we got all the digits. One zero through nine, we got them all, and the combinations of those numbers are infinite so we just want to shout out all of our haters we're going to keep on going whether you like it or not um to all our lovers um the same thing we're going to keep on going uh and we're glad that you like it and um to all the people that haven't heard us um you're missing out and you're probably haunted and you don't even know it and so if you if you never hear this i'm very sorry i'm very sorry for you Um, In a way, we're haunting you right now if you haven't heard this episode. Absolutely. And our voices will always haunt those who have never heard us. And that's something that you can all kind of think about. The fact that if, you know, your your mom or your dad have never heard our voices, we're calling them right now. Our our souls are calling to them right now. And if they never hear it, they're going to be haunted for the rest of their lives. So... That's that's a scary warning. That's a scary ad for for our show, and uh, hopefully it doesn't scare you too much. But uh, is there anything else you want to talk about, Rob? No, I just you know want to as we continue to hurdle down this uh, path of just more spirits and being a world that is constantly being uh, you know set upon by more spirits by the day. It feels very scary, but I'm glad that we can have a place that we can speak on it and speak on it with peace and have this audio sage just to to cleanse us all and i hope 
we are all feeling a little bit more cleansed at this time to take on the spirits in the world. Absolutely. So um, we're going to keep look out for Elton. We're going to keep look out for Mark Zuckerberg. Keep them in your prayers. And uh, until next time, stay in the scene, guys. <laughs>